Welcome to the Story Mode Podcast. I am your gracious host, Jesse Munro, and I'm here tonight with two beautiful lads, Jolly Mac Mac and the Felix. Ooh. How you guys doing? Yeah, good. Good. Grand. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're like a shock jock radio duo now. Mac Mac and the Fizz. <laughs> <laughs> Coming at you. I've been wanting to set up the soundboard for oh a while. I've got um a Stream Deck, Steam Deck. You don't want to. The one that want, doesn't play games. If one of us has to have the IZZ at the end of their first initial, you want it to be me, right? <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Done and done. <laughs> I'm going to get it set up one day and just not tell it. Tell you guys. I'll be down. But I'm 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 excited to, for the soundboard. Good times. I'll send you some sound bites. Good times. I can record some. Some it's uh, good to have you back there, Felix. It's been a while. How, yeah. how you been? How's things? How's life? Busy. Busy, man. Life tends to be like that sometimes. Uh, but good. That was, that was deep. I've been, yeah, I know. Don't want to get too <laughs> deep. Awesome. Coming, guys. Uh, it's been good. Uh, just, you know, shifting things around in my life, changing things up a little bit. Tends to, you know, you know, life happens. It mm-hmm. is what it is. But I'm back and I'm here. Yeah. Excited. So you're Ready. young. You, you can change your life. If I change my life, I could break a hip any moment. I can't change. It's too late for me. True. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, because I'm like an I'm like a real, I'm like one of those dogs you look at, it's like, is it, is it dead? <laughs> like, it's like blind and stuff like that. <laughs> like, you know when a dog walks into a party, like, everything becomes better, mm-hmm. but there are certain dogs that walk in, like, so they don't walk in, you realize at one point they've been in the room for the whole time. And you're like, oh, I'm sad now. You just this hear, dog has made me sad. Yeah. You just hear this like noise under, like uh, underneath the music. Uh, yeah, and like, what is like, that? Don't worry about, don't worry about him. He makes that sound when he pees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wanted to touch on something just about what I've discovered over the past few weeks of my life, tending yeah. to more adult things in my life, and growing, oh, you, got- you know, growing up to actually become an adult and deal with things like insurance and and taxes and things that suck up a lot of your time and then what what's the number one thing to drop off games mm-hmm. video games yeah it's terrible yeah. i didn't understand yep. until now yep when, when did you guys have the first like moment you realize i'm not playing games as much as i used to because for me it happened when i started working at eb games because <laughs> I, I would go into work there and i was fucking killing about this as well because he used to work at eb and you're surrounded by them all day yeah. But you can't play them and it drains the enjoyment out. And when you get home, you don't want to do something that reminds you of work. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. It's kind of like how working from home kills me sometimes because I can't, you know, in front of this, in front of this um, PC for eight hours doing quote unquote work. After work, I don't want to sit in front of it that much. That's fair. I think for me, it's, slowly. it's when I had a kid and that kid got a little bit older and a little bit more time demanding. And I was just like, well, I've got to deal with this. And then, oh, that's my day. <laughs> and then it gets to the night. And I'm like, wait till he's a little bit older and he's playing, you know, whatever the, the next version of Fortnite is. Fortnite 3. Scoob, Scoob cast. Mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, you play a Scooby-Doo and you cast spells or something. I don't know. Mm. Yep. And it's played via TikTok or something. I don't know. Yep. Um, yeah, God, absolutely. I so old. I'm like rotting in front of you guys. I'm, Wait till he does I those. Feel my cells dying. Wait till he he starts TikToking. Wait till he gets on those TikToks. You know. Well, yeah. Then you'll be in real trouble. Are you guys on TikTok? Are you guys doing the TikToks? No, no, I actually am not. 
Like I, I am that person that 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 um anything from TikTok I consume four weeks later via my wife sending me messages. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> yep. That's how I consume TikTok. And I tell you what's really good at the moment that that meme that that meme template that's going around that's using the fucking massive weight of unbearable talent. Oh, cage yeah. and anytime I hear that song, it just yeah. It just makes me giggle because I just think of Pedro Pascal pulling that ridiculous face and it makes me happy. It's, it's so it's, funny. It's so good. It's such a yeah. fun film, that. I need to watch it. I've got it here to watch. Oh, I you haven't seen it? Oh, no. I, no, that, that is a Joel-ass film. I know, I know. I wanted to go see it at the cinemas and I just didn't get around to it. And I've got it here to watch. And I just haven't done it yet. It's, I'm going to maybe try and make time this week to watch it. So I've been trying to watch it a bit more, like use TikTok a little bit. I don't even have an account. I just raw dog it. Oh yeah, because I Ooh. want to eventually make story mode content on it. Yeah, apparently it's big with the kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make. I don't. The who? Are we meant? Oh, are we the people who are meant to be on TikTok? No, I, no. I am. I am. But <laughs> you are. You're not. <laughs> Felix could be the, the face of story mode. <laughs> Felix just volunteered to make the content. <laughs> done and done. All right. <laughs> oh man. I don't know if I can do that. It's all yours, brother. I can do the I can do the, the Pedro Pascal. I can do like the oh my god, the face. But uh, uh, you know, Pedro Pascal. No relation you know to our no relation to our audio listeners whatsoever. Nope, Not that we have nope, any other for us. To this. That was for us. That's for us. You know what I want to bring up, and I really I, I'm I'm really over it. Can we stop making celebrities read thirst tweets? Oh. Yeah, it's have, you, cool. have you guys seen the footage of Pedro Pascal on the um yes. the red carpet for Mandalorian? Yes, and so he's like, no, because come on, it's weird, guys. So weird. Like people tweeting out thirst, that is what it is. We've all done it. But like forcing somebody at camera point to read them out. There's a line. Yes. I think like nah. when when the celebrity themselves acknowledges it and it's they're like okay with it and play along with the joke, that's fun. As long as they're not being like pressured into it, like being like, hey, look at this fucked up shit people are saying about you. Like, isn't that funny? And it's like, but yeah, if, if people are asking questions this like This person shoved the Mandalorian statue up themselves. Look, look at it. Yeah, like <laughs> Jesus. Um this yeah, is, yeah. like when there's when when they're like, you know, the whole thing of like asking him if he's like if he's like daddy material or who do you think he's the ultimate daddy? And he goes, I'm like forcing him to go do the whole, like, you know, I'm your daddy. Like that's, that's fun. Cause he's, he's letting him make his he's, own content off. Exactly. It's fun. Forcing other people's content upon him. Yeah. It's fucking weird. And it's, and yeah, like, look, obviously Pedro Pascal is not the first person and he won't be the last celebrity you have to go through that. No. But it's just, it's just weird. Let's let him be. Let daddy be. 100%. Yeah. And there's this line that people tend to cross with celebrities because they think, because it's this parasocial relationship where they think they know the celebrity and they think yeah. the celebrity, you know, has a, has a, you know, obligation to know them. It happened recently. And Joel, I know you're going to go nuts for this because I went and saw Hamilton live a couple nights I was ago. Gonna, I was going to bring this up. And do you want to know who showed up to our Brisbane Hamilton show? No fucking way. Are you fucking serious? Lucky fuck. And he showed up. And the crowd went absolutely nuts. And I was sitting in the back seat. And I can see this guy walking in, sitting. He just sits down. He, he gets up and does this little wave. Oh, my God. And he, and he ended up getting on stage and actually, like, um, you know, sending everyone out and doing a bit of a... It was amazing. It was absolutely stunning. 
Uh, it was awesome. Fuck, but that's awesome. the thing <laughs> is, so many people shouting at him and like heckling him and being like, you know, I love you and like, you know, all that. And then people waiting for him outside of outside of QPAC where, where it was held. And okay, then, I've done like, that. Yeah, <laughs> my partner and I were like, come on, like, he doesn't know us. Like, he doesn't know you. No. Uh, all these I, people. I think it's, like a meet and greet thing, like, that's more expected. But if you went up to him and said, hey, I, I made, like, a little Alexander yes. Hamilton out of my pubic hair. I mean, <laughs> like, nah, there's that. Hard. But the, the whole culture around actually waiting outside stage door for people, though, is a big thing. Because, I like, from someone who's done like theater shows and stuff like I mean local theater but you know still people would wait at the back and want you to sign programs and things like that or get a photo with like you know and I've done that with shows like I I waited for an hour after Nat's what I reckon for him to come out and just because there was no one there and I didn't have anything else to do and I was like well maybe he'll come out and I'll just get a photo with him and say hey and I really appreciate your show um I wasn't there just being like I love you you're so cool like <laughs> yeah it it was just like I, I would have been like to uh, Lin Manuel, like, what's it like meeting the McElroys? That's what I would like. That I would be asking questions about the McElroys. How does it feel to you be were a guest? On t- you were on, uh, you were on How I Met Your Mother and House. That's crazy. <laughs> and how does it feel to be a guest star on Bluey? Like, which is <laughs> awesome because he, well, he was in Brisbane. He went to Ludo Studios and watched his episode with the like the crew and everyone there because it hasn't aired in America yet. That episode. That oh, that's crazy. That's, like. They're still far like behind, like a like a half season behind than we are. Um, Fifty years behind. If I could just get a little uh, bit political, that's well, right. Jesse's yeah. political corner. Welcome everyone. What yeah. about the, what else is new? the Republicans? Not not <laughs> me. Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen, brother. <laughs> oh my god. It, it's funny when I, I saw your tweet about Lin Manuel being at the um at the show. I just had this like moment of clarity, which I realized I've been doing something a lot lately. So I've got a lip ring and I, I bite it all the time. I got, I, for audio listeners, this is going to be nothing, but I walk around like this. Yes. Yep. And mm. when I read your tweet, I realized I am walking around doing the infamous Lin-Manuel Miranda lip bite. <laughs> and people are just looking at me being like, this guy already looks perverted, especially now that I have a mustache. This guy looks like trouble and he's biting his lip. It's not a good look. <laughs> I'm gonna get more piercings soon after so I'm gonna get my ears pierced. Ooh, I'm nice. a midlife crisis, but I'm I also kind of broke. Yep. <laughs> I can't buy a motorbike. <laughs> I get my ears pierced. Yep, I just got two tattoos in the space of like two months, so um, I'll, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, I, I've not reached my midlife crisis. Just to add to the, uh, not yet. No, we'll get you drunk in packs one year. Yeah. <laughs> well, a midlife crisis normally leads to partying, and partying is. Let's face it, it's not a party till there's cocaine. Which is going to be a great segue to a <laughs> film that you watched, Joel. Mm-hmm. Carface. No, you watched Cocaine Bear. I did. I did. I had, a, I had a lovely date night with my wife on the weekend, and we decided to go see Cocaine Bear. Um, and look, I'll tell you what. I was pretty excited for this movie because, um, like, it, the premise was hilarious and the fact that they were, like, playing up the fact that it was based on a true story, which is... Not entirely untrue. Um, there was a bear that ingested like you know forty five kilos of uh or seventy nine kilos of cocaine, and that was dropped by drug runners in in a forest in uh I believe Indiana no Chattanooga somewhere. I watched the movie; it's fine. Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. So yeah, that part was true, but it, you know it 
sort of just died. It just <laughs> died. The pretty much cool death. Yeah, just sort of, it <laughs> like went out. anything with exactly that much cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, but they they've sort of uh, the creators of the film have taken that that concept and sort of turned it into a, like a man versus apex predator style horror movie. Um, and I will say, it is fun. It is a fun. Ooh. It is a fun movie. Um, it's pretty breezy. Like it's only ninety eight minutes long, ninety five minutes long. So, it's not, you know, just over an hour and a half. It's 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 breezy. It's fun. It's easy to chuck on. Would I recommend rushing out to the cinemas to see it? I would say no. I would say maybe wait for streaming. Um, I don't think unless you had a really good audience. I think if you had a really good audience that were like fully into it. Um, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, sniff, mm, sniff. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think it's, it is a fun movie. My, my biggest problem with it is that with a movie like this, when you've got a, a, a bear that has ingested this much cocaine and goes on a murderous rampage to get more cocaine, um, you need cannon for you need bear fodder basically. So to do that, you've got to introduce characters. And that's when the movie sort of drags a little bit is because you're just like, okay, all right, yeah, I get it. But then there's like this other group that comes in. So there's like a mom and her, her daughter's gone missing in the forest. And then she finds out the bear and the cocaine. She's like, oh, we're going to find my daughter. And then there's the, the, the two drug runners that have their boss that needs to get the drugs back because they're, they're the, the over drug lords are like going to hunt them down otherwise. And, and one's a father and son relationship. And then there's the park ranger and she's got a thing for this like animal expert that's coming there. And like, so you have all these groups of people that are sort of going out into the, and they spend time to sort of make you sort of try and care about the ones that you're supposed to care about. And it's like, I, I don't really, it's fine. Like I care enough to be like, all right, I understand that, it's a mom and it's a daughter and they're, they're like, she's a bit on the rocks, but this could be the thing that turns it around for them. Have like, you know, a life altering moment that sort of makes them come together and that sort of stuff. But it's, yeah, that's the part that drags along for me. Um, which is a shame. Cause like, it is fun. It is very gory when it needs to be. It is oh. super gory. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's, it's full on. Like when the bear does its thing, it does its thing. Um, and it's and it's it's funny. There were some really great moments that made me laugh. It's not like scary, scary. I'm a I'm a big silk when it comes to like horror movies per, per se. Um, there was no like the jump scares didn't get me because they weren't supposed to. It, it has this real like this almost like grindhouse B grade horror movie feel to it, and I think that's what they were going for. But it just doesn't quite lean into it enough. Um, uh, it, it's like the acting is like kind of good in some aspects, but like not amazing by any stretch, but like if they'd sort of hammed it up a little bit more, I, I don't know. Margot Martindale is great in it because she's fucking awesome in anything. Like Especially um, Bojack. Yeah, especially Bojack, a character actor Margot Martindale. Um, she's fantastic in that and she's great in this as well. Um, Ray Liotta in his last ever film that he made, <laughs> this is the last movie that he, he, he was in. Um, before he passed away, sadly. Um, and then, like, yeah, Kerry Russell's in it. Fucking Ice Cube's son's in it. Like, I'm pretty sure that's Ice Cube's son. O'Shea Jackson Jr., yeah. That's Ice Cube's son. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard not to look at him and just be like, you just look like your dad. Um, and um, 
Yeah, and old mate Han Solo's in it as well. New Han Solo, not Harrison Ford. Oh, um, um, <laughs> uh, 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 Alden, uh, like Harrison yeah. Ford is in cocaine there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm definitely seeing it now. I would. If, I was gonna say, if that was the case, I would not ruin that surprise. That would be amazing, and it would sort of bump the, the movie up a little bit for me as well. But I think get a like, bump. Ah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah, like it. It is a fun movie, but I don't think it's worth. If you're like you really want to go to the movies and there's nothing else on, you're like, I just want to go see something that doesn't really matter, which is basically what we did on Saturday. We were like, I don't know. It's either that or like I would like to see Creed 3, but my wife hasn't seen the first two. So it's like, you know, like uh, we can't really – I'm not going to drag her along to Creed with uh, without seeing the first two. And she's not really interested in, in it anyway. So I was like eh. – and this was something that we both sort of were like, I'm kind of curious about seeing. Um but yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. I think it's definitely worth when it comes to streaming set, whichever streaming service it comes to. I definitely definitely think it's worth like a good like Sunday afternoon, just kick back on the couch and and sort of turn your brain off for a, an hour and a half. Definitely worth it in that way. I love the thing that sold me sold to me the most percent is an hour and a half. Yes, more movies like Absolutely. that, please. Yeah. Like I mean, the Mario movies are mm-hmm. under an hour and a half. This mm-hmm. is being an hour and a half. A cocained bear is not a, a concept you can run for two and a half hours. No. Even Jimmy Cameron can't do that. Um, he gave us coked up goddamn blue elves. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought I thought you'd be more hyped for this. So that, wanted, that part's tempered me a little bit. I wanted to be. That's the thing. I can't, I, it sort of finished and I was like, oh, that was fine. Like, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't hit as much as I thought it would. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's because I was just like, I was. I know that maybe, feeling. Ugh. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I just was, uh, I sort of like bought into the hype of it a little bit, where it was just like, well, it's a movie about a cocaine bear. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like, maybe I was just <laughs> expecting more that feeling. And it's like, it's, it's good. I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just that, yeah, I think my main issue is it with it is that, like I said, with a movie like this, you need people to die. And to get people to die, you need to introduce characters. I think the way they did it was a little, it wasn't as efficient as it could have been. I would have always been happier if they had like a park ranger and then like a group of teenagers in a cabin in the woods. If that was like the setup for it. Because you're and making it's just it, like knocking them one by one. Exactly. So it would have been like got, a campy 80s horror. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's that good. centralized like one group but this one they've got like three different groups like you've got like the yeah the drug dealers that have to be out there to get the drugs back and like it would have been good if it was basically like like a jason film yeah yeah exactly but it was a cocaine bear yeah and like the music in it's really good like the score is really good it's, it's mark Mothersbach, so that's i mean he does really good shit when especially when it's like niche kind of weird vibes that he's supposed to be going for and it has when it when it hits it has these sort of like real eighties horror movie like synth like sounds oh. in it. It's it's really cool, and I mean it's I mean it's Mark Mothersbach, so it's he's like he's one of the members of Devo, so like it's um and he's done everything from like the Lego Movie to God, I, just fucking everything. I I really enjoy Mark Mothersbach's um like some of his scores, um and this is really good as well. Um, White lines don't do it is in the movie, but it's. Not in the movie, let's put it that way. Um, but there's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Mo- it's a fun movie, but I don't think I would recommend, I, I wouldn't highly recommend going to the cinemas to see it. Let's just put it that way. 
I'm, I'm as bummed as well about it as well. I wanted to be just like, first movie of the year. I love it. So good. Even like slightly ironically. But like I just, I can't even, I'm just like, no, it's good. Like it's it's fun. I think of Elizabeth Banks. Well, it's done quite well at the box office, you know, for what it is. Exactly. There's been talk of sequels. Do you think we'll get other drug animal movies like Percocet Panda? <laughs> Percocet Panda. Fentanyl Fish. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Heroin <laughs> Horse. That's a good one. Good well, one. Wasn't it supposed to be like Thanks, meth crocodile Dad. they wanted to do? Like, like people have been like championing for meth crocodile or something, some shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think ambient can... alligator, <laughs> ambient alligator. Meth there monkey. we go. Meth, meth monkey. monkey. Meth monkey. That's the one. That. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh my god, ketamine Kong. Oh, <laughs> holy shit! I'll be sick. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it wouldn't be a very long movie though. It'd just be like. Catatonic in the corner. <laughs> Just tripping out. Yeah. Catatonic Kong, the sequel. Catatonic Kong. There we go. Just Kong tripping out. It's the whole movie is oh, just K- 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 Kong. <laughs> it's a shame because, like, I, I said, I like, I laughed as well, and I did laugh quite a, quite a bit. Like, I, I laughed, like, you know, chuckled. Um, but I was expecting that this movie to have like a movie like this to have like one of those moments that just destroyed me with laughter, and it just didn't. Like, it was almost there with so many different things with this movie, but it just it doesn't quite reach it. Um, but I, I definitely, as soon as it's streaming, or if you feel like if you've got free tickets, you just want to be like, oh, I just want to say something. I don't really care. Go and see it. It's not a bad movie. I don't think I, I would go so far as to say it's a bad movie. I think it's just, it's fine. It's fun. There, like, even if you take the cocaine element away from it, which is what makes it funny, I, I am a sucker for a a, a big animal terrorizing people and i feel like we don't get those movies as much as we used you know these your jaws your anaconda your lake lake placid your i don't know clifford the big red dog he, it was he attacked like, people, I guess. early 2000s really had like a big resurgence in those kinds of movies as well that were just like popping up everywhere the, the only one we've got right now is is the meg like you're saying um, pre-show felix that's right the yeah. meg and then we got the the highly anticipated the meg 2 oh yes electric boogaloo Yes, I, I I want I love a monster film. I love a movie where the the villain per se is an animal or a monster or a Godzilla. Yeah, give me more of that. Yeah, there's something understated about just the gen. Like, there's nothing philosophical about it. You know, there's a lot of great horror that is about you know the the philosophy of it and the horror, This the creature means something. It represents something. Oh, but you know, um, it doesn't have to. Sometimes it's just a big. Fucking shock <laughs> that yeah. is yeah. grabbing your legs and ripping them off and everyone's screaming. And then you go home yep. and you tuck your kids into bed. And you're like, the, the last third of that movie was made purely for the Chinese market. What a film. The Meg, the Meg 2, soon to be in cinemas. <laughs> um, yeah. But actually, there is a, a, a trailer for a new monster film that I saw recently. I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a Taiwanese Monster oh. film? I want to say oh, it's from Thailand. Okay. Um, it's called like the lake or something like that. Big lake monster. It looks like a, a cross between the host and Godzilla. Ooh. Which okay. Thank you. Yes, please. Yeah. All so, right. It actually looks really dope. I'll try and find all it for right. you guys, and I'll, I'll I'll link it around, and maybe I'll share it on the uh, the it's socials a- if you want to see that. We'll be on Twitter at Story Mode AUS. It's been a hot minute since I've watched the host. Actually, that's I remember watching that ages ago and just being like, that's a fucking good movie. I enjoyed that. I've I not seen the host in a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, it's been a while, but I remember really enjoying it when I watched it. It's Do you have like a guilty pleasure sort of monster horror film? Monster horror film. Uh, 
I haven't watched it for again for a long time, but I have fond memories of watching it at the cinemas and I think subsequently at home when it came out there. Um, Godzilla 2000. Like, I know people fucking hate that movie, but I, I've i just got a soft spot for it. I think I'm too, glad like, you're moving. I, <laughs> Move further. <laughs> like, but hey, you said guilty pleasure. Like, I, I, again, I haven't watched you've it. You've been guilty and charged. I haven't felt the need to watch it either, but I have fond memories of seeing that movie. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my guilty pleasure one, I'd say. What about you, Felix? Gosh, I don't know about guilty pleasure. I actually can't think of a genuine answer to this question, so I'm just going to do a, a jokey one. Oh, uh, see lands. We'll see. We'll see. I we'll doubt see. it. Traffic, uh, folks. <laughs> Park your car if you're driving. <laughs> this is a funny story from my childhood. My um, brother bought me a, a DVD copy of Alvin and the Chipmunks Meet Frankenstein, and I was so excited to watch this movie. All right. And I remember opening it up. And I remember bursting into tears because instead of Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein, it was Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Wolfman. And I was, oh no. I was so upset. I know. What a stitch up. They absolutely ruined my Classic evening. And I pl- so we put on Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Wolfman. So my brother's like, dude, it's just Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> meeting some character dude, creatures. you've got to fucking thing. watch it. It's dope as hell, okay? <laughs> These motherfuckers, they meet a man, he's a wolf. He's a wolf. <laughs> You'll never believe it. And that movie, I kid you not, I watched that almost every day because I absolutely fell in love with it. So that's my comfort. Um, monster horror movie is Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Wolfman. And I don't know if it's streaming because I, why would it be streaming? <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I'm sure you can find it in some some weird collector's house. That realiz- I saw that shelf. realization happen in your eyes. Like you could stream it in. Why would they stream it? <laughs> no, no, why they stream it? Watch the film. But in a serious answer, actually, it's not really a comfort one, but one that I watched recently that I thought was a really good, just classic, like monster uh, movie was Barbarian. I don't know if either of you two watched Barbarian. I haven't, but I've I heard haven't. good things. Yes, yeah, I really, really loved Barbarian. It is quite gross and uncomfortable, but it is a really, really strong, just like, here's a monster. You get to see it in all its entirety, and it's just gross, and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it's really uneasy. I would highly recommend Barbarian. Really good. I definitely Have you seen Life? I didn't watch Life, no, with um, Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Uh, yeah, and Ryan Reynolds and, and yeah. many, many others. Is that a Darren Aronofsky film? It feels like a Darren Aronofsky film. I don't think so. No, surely not. I don't. It could. It might not be. Nope, no, Daniel Espinosa. No. Yep, it's fine. Yeah. It feels like I don't you know. You got me scared for a moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it it is a good claustrophobic alien monster film. The alien actually does some damage, and it's probably got one of the most uncomfortable to watch Ryan Reynolds death scenes. Oh, like it's that like you feel. You feel it. it love that. Love Actually, um, has anyone seen Colossal? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was a good movie. It was a really good movie. It's, I like it's a monster. Yeah, it's a, it's a monster movie that sort of takes the monster genre and adapts it for a different story. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if. It, yeah, I don't know if that. Yeah, I won't. We won't spoil it. But yeah, I don't know if it a hundred percent lands exactly like it wants no. to. No, but, I don't think it does. Yeah, but it is an interesting concept, and I, I still enjoyed it nonetheless. I, 
I, I respect it for taking the swings that it does. I watched that on yes. a plane to Japan. Like that's what great I, plane movie. It great was. It was a movie. perfect plane movie. Like just while we're talking about films, though, have you guys seen the trailers for a movie called Sisu? Sisu. No. No, that's the streaming service that the McElroys run and then got killed pretty quickly. Hey, oh, cop that. Friend that Sisu. I think it was. It was Sisu. Yep. Um, Sisu is a. It's John Wick in World War Two. Okay. These old, old, oh, Nazis yeah. come to an old farmer's house. It rings a bell. Do whatever. And he's like, I'm just going to kill you all. And it looks graphic and it just looks. There's something. There's something. I'm a big fan of watching Nazis get fucked up. <laughs> What's it called? Bold stance, I know. I'm sure you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is good shit. What's it called again? Sisu. S I S U, I want to say. I'm hoping again that right. Okay. Yep. All right. I'll fucking check that out. Oh, watch that when trailer. When's it coming out? Uh, it is coming out on. Don't don't fuck me. Come on, don't fuck me, Wikipedia. Let's go. Um, it's already out in Finland. It's already out. Yeah. Oh well, fuck. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. It's already out in Finland. Yeah. I don't <laughs> it's know about. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't know the movie was already finished. <laughs> nice. It's oh yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Right, That's I can, right. I can get behind that. Okay. It's um, got 14, 14 reviews and it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck yeah. I Good. did get to see the John Wick four, Chapter 4 trailer on the big screen, though, when we saw Cocaine Bear. And I leaned over to my wife and said, we need to rewatch these three movies. And she went, yeah, we do. So <laughs> it was I, awesome. I, Sophie watched John Wick, all the John Wick films last year. Yep. And she was kind of like on her phone. She wasn't paying attention. And we were kind of having like an alternating movie weekend. So I was picking, I was picking the John Wick films every second week. Of course. Um, and I just didn't think she, she got into them. But when we saw um, James Cameron's Avatar 2, The Way of Water and Cinemas Now, I think it was that. The trailer played beforehand. Oh, no, it was before um, Ant-Man, Quantumania, and Cinemas Now, James Cameron. Oh, um, she like turned to me like, fucking gold class, eh? It was great. I just like turned out. I was like, oh, we really should rewatch these movies again. She went, ah, fuck yeah, we should actually. And I was like, yes, yes, let's do it. It's all I, I remember I remember dragging along my co-host from Dialogue Options and, and Story Mode alum, uh, Kyron, to see it because I'd heard some people on the internet that I respected at the time talking about it and saying they really liked it. And I was like, Carl, let's go see this movie called John Wick. He's like, fine, I'll go see it. And I remember us both walking out. I, lo- I looked at him and he was like, that was fucking awesome. And I was like, right? How good was that movie? And yeah, I we've been John there ever Wick since. So drunk. <laughs> I used to work at a different call center to where I work now, so I won't purge myself. But uh, <laughs> everyone else finished a little bit early and the whole plan was like, they're going to get pre-drinks, get drunk, and then we'll go watch um, John Wick 2. I had to work a little bit late. So um, we found a way to get there drunk. Uh-huh. Wipe away that sweat yep, from yep, that one. Yep, found yep, a way yep. to get there Say no more, say no more, say no more. Um, but when we got there, everyone thought that we hadn't found a way to get there drunk, so they bought us shots and we snuck alcohol into the cinema. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. obliterated when we were watching yep. it and I just kept saying, like, I was, like, in and out of consciousness, being like, did he win? All right. <laughs> and then just nodding back off. <laughs> uh, so apologies for any, to everyone who was in that cinema. He won. I, I, know I, I had he to did. sit down and rewatch him uh, a few months later, and he indeed did win, which was very good to see. He I wins. watched that. I watched that that as well on the same plane trip that I watched Colossal. 
<laughs> I think I watched John Wick 2 first and then I was like, oh, watch Colossal. Um, yeah. Damn, double feature back to back. It was like, I don't want to get off this plane. Those two and Split were the three movies I remember watching on that, oh, on that, that holiday oh, plane that's trip. A good, that's a good plane trip movie list. To an extent. It really yes. was. Yeah. It really was. As a, as a, like, plane, it's like eating on a plane. Yeah. You know, the, the, you, your tastes are different on a plane. Yep. But just looking at that as an outside observer, if I watch Split on a plane, I'd pray for turbulence. You'd split the plane. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All my personalities would be disappointed by that one. <laughs> Speaking of disappointed. Oh, dear. Mandalorian Season 3 just aired. Premiered over on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we had the first episode, uh, the, the Apostate. Yeah, we've all watched it, haven't we? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Before we, we get into the nitty gritty of the uh, the episode, what are our thoughts on Mando? Just the dude. Just just the show in Dune. I guess okay. I'll call the show Mandalorian. I'll call the guy Mando. What's your thoughts on Mandalorian? Okay. Look, Mandalorian. I'm, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, we no, both no, have no, something to you say. Go, you go. You go. Okay. Yeah. I think Mandalorian. Started out spectacularly. That first season was, you know, and it might be just memory changing my thoughts on it, but from what I remember back when I watched it, uh, it was five really, really strong. Ago. Yeah. How long ago was it? Five years. Was it five years ago? My God, really? Are you serious? Yep. Fuck. Wow. Anyway, that that show is really good. That, that first season was very, very strong. I remember watching that second season and that season finished- and it left a, it didn't leave a very nice taste in my mouth at the end of that second season. You it can drop it, it. It was fucking great until it fucking shrunk the universe again. It, yeah, yes, and I, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll drop that spoiler when when it when was Luke great, flies but not in. good. Yeah, it was. Like, it, it looked cool, and then you realize what it was. It's like, ah, oh, fuck me. Yeah, when Luke flies in at season two finishes, you're like, yeah, he's cool. I know that already. Like. And we, we know he's cool. I don't need to see him again. Why that discussion's wasn't it been had. Cal Kestis? That's who it should have yeah, been. That's so definitely good. what it should have been. That would have been Should have been Cal Kestis. Yep. Uh, but I don't think enough cooler. people would have gotten it. Was this trouble? You know? and, but it would have sold. those nerds who don't. <laughs> it would have fucking sold heaps of copies of Jedi of um, um, Fallen Order. Um, the credits Fallen Order. should have Fallen just been free download codes. Oh, my yeah, God. Fuck yeah. Genius. No, so here's the thing. I Look. I fucking love this show. I really do because it is just a Saturday morning cartoon and it does that really Saturday morning cartoon mixed with a video game that you can't play. Basically like it has the same setups as a video game where every episode he's going to collect a new piece of his armor in the first season, basically like, or he's going to collect a new thing and he's going to go on a little bit of a mission. Oh, something happens. I love that. I think it's great. And like you said, it is fun to watch. I mean, I will. I would. I say this all the time, but I will literally watch Pedro Pascal read the fucking phone book. I will watch that man in anything. He is he is glorious, and I love him dearly. So I I, I he's he's fantastic in it. It I fucking love. Can't I love Grogu? Love that little bastard. Yeah, yeah. My Can one, I my one baby Yoda on this podcast. Thanks, mate. No, no, Welcome to Story Mode Gaming. We have some rules here. We have a star guide, okay? Uh, um, it's Baby Yoda. Show him so, some respect. Show him some disrespect. Show him some disrespect. Like, I, this is the thing. I, 
it was just it was it's a fun watch and I really enjoyed it. And I I know the argument that you're going to bring to the table, Jesse, about Star Wars in general, um, and and why. But I, this is in a different category. I think I, I I just I really enjoy this. And end of season two aside, I because I really didn't like that. I was like. Oh, it's got to be the Skywalkers, doesn't it? It always has to be the fucking Skywalkers. Why can't always. it be someone different? Yeah, like Hal Keskis, that would have been amazing. Like, that would have been so cool to tie in that as well. Um, or, or someone new. Someone, someone completely new, new yeah. with the same ability level and power would have been infinitely more exciting. Because yep. we would I have agree. been like, Could you who the hell is that? Just yep. a hooded figure, mask on, you don't see their face. And you're spending fucking years between seasons trying to work out who that was. That would have been cool. Well, then so you get Mandalorian. It's Luke. And you'll find out about it in Mandalorian season 2.5, which is like two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So <laughs> that was also very uh, frustrating. Okay. I, I'm going to jump in at this point. Because, okay. yes, you do compare it to a Saturday morning cartoon. I completely agree with that. But could you imagine if, and look, I'm going to jump straight from the Saturday morning cartoon to just cartoons in general, because this is the example in my head. Could you imagine watching a uh, cat dog? And then having to watch yes. parts of Angry Beavers to understand the next episode of Cat Dog. Yeah, I'd do that. I mean, you would, and I did, but yeah, I wasn't I, happy about it, and it was confusing if you weren't yeah. aware. So, yeah. for those who aren't aware, Mandalorian season one and two, the whole story is about Mando, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, um, finding this little green baby, Dinjarin, 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 Pedro. It's Mando. It's fine. Um, finds little baby Yoda. They have all sorts of adventures. Where do I take this little man? Yada, yada, yada. Giancarlo Esposito's in it. He's fantastic. Oh. And then it, it gets to the end and he hands him over to Luke. And he's like, fuck it. You look after him. Teaching the ways of the force. I'm out of here. So at that point, I'm thinking, okay, maybe we actually won't see baby Yoda again. And we're, we're about to get like some, to go back to video games, some solo missions. With just Mando. But no. We have the Book of Boba Fett. A structurally bizarre and totally absolutely off. Yeah. yeah. It's it, a show it's meant fine. to be about Boba Fett. But the last two episodes were episodes of Mandalorian. Truly b- bizarre not last, choice. Not even the last two episodes. They were in the middle of the season. Yeah. Like, it was they like... They destroyed two series doing this. Yeah. But in, in those moments, Luke gives... Well, Grogu. Oh, now you got me saying Grogu. Grogu decides That's he wants to go back to Mandalorian. Name. Quite sweet. And Luke gives him back to Mando. And then season three, Mandalorian starts with them together. So if you've just watched The Mandalorian like a sane person, the whole series, season one and two, is them growing really strong, but then realizing they have to be apart. And then all that character development, all that growth, all that was for nothing. <laughs> Because the moment season three starts, they're back together and the little like previously on Mandalorian Does barely nothing. mentioned shit. Does nothing. It, it mentions no. none of that whatsoever. I thought I was like, oh yeah, cool. There'll be a recap, and I'll like just to refresh myself. I won't bother rewatching or anything. And like that was one of the worst like recaps <laughs> I've ever just... fucking seen. Nothing. Spent so much time with IG Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say? Can I just say? Watching episode, can we move on to episode three, uh, uh, season three, episode one? Yes. How it opens up. And the whole idea of this beginning of the season is rebuilding IG-11, which to me, you are a coward. 
for writing that. For writing that. Hmm. You, the way ID11 died is like, he's not supposed to come back. No, Otherwise, it completely no, he erases himself. all of that sacrifice. Because I, I was so sad when IG11 died. Because I was like, I love well, that yeah. guy. He's so funny and he's cool. He's a cool, very Star Warsy character. And then he dies and it was perfect. And then I hate it when I, I hate it with such a passion when franchises do that and they bring mm. them back and it completely erases the Let validity of that sacrifice. Your heroes die. Let them die. Yeah. Kill them. Such an impact. Yeah. Like going to the big one for me, Game of Thrones. Um, when um uh fucking hell, what's the the dad who dies in the in the first season? Dark Ned. Oh yeah, Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Yeah. He gets killed and like. You see it happen, and you're like, wait, that was really jarring. What do you mean he's dead? Like, he was the main character. He was the top build name at that point. Exactly. Because everyone was like, happened? All, the, all the promos and stuff were like, it's like, yo, Sean Bean in yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. We got a movie actor on television. It's like, yeah. great, let's keep him. Yeah. And then that happens, and, you know, it's okay, cool, nobody's safe. This is amazing. But then you have uh, Jon Snow, who just comes back, and die. they can't let him die, and to me, that's when the show really just yeah was nothing for me. The, it's uh, what what's the robot's name? Ig Eleven. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Yes. Played Full by Taika Waititi. He died a, a cool like he died a hero's death. Cool. That was his arc. Like we're 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 done here. Things can be done in memory of him. So if Mando looked at that statue and then remembered his friend and said, "I'll do it for you," kind of thing. Like I'm inspired by your totally, sacrifice. Totally. Cool. Trying to bring him back despite the kind of cool Terminator scene. Was like, what? wait, are you telling me this whole season's meant to be about that? I hope I, not. Because like, I, I doubt it. I highly doubt building it. Building himself a fucking friend like Geppetto. Nah. Like, what do you mean? I highly doubt that. I think we'll get one more episode, and he'll get he'll get it rebuilt, but it won't be IG Eleven per se. It'll be like, just a robot that can do a, a droid that can do that, which is what it should have uh, been in the first place. Let's go through the episode because we'll, we'll get to to Taika. I'm not going to call any of these characters by their real names. I forgot them all except for Mando and oh Grogu, unfortunately. Starts off on Mandalore, and you get to see them in, indoctrinating a, a kid into the into the way. Stop yep. saying this is the way or that is. This is the way. Just um, um, um actually, it's, it's they're not on Mandalore in that scene. That's just a different um, different planet. Well, where are they? Somewhere else. Oh, yeah, they're oh, they're somewhere else. Mandalore's all poison. Mandalore's right. fucked. Yeah, oh, they're they're in they're in apparently Lake Placid. Because this big yeah. <laughs> crocodile comes down the river. Now, wouldn't you think, hey, guys, this river, big crocodiles in here. Let's not do our weird cult shit on the shoreline. Because this big monster comes out, all these, like, you know, kick-ass bounty hunters, or this amazingly strong race of warriors just start shooting this thing as, <laughs> like, nothing special to it. Uh, they don't just run away. Like, some of them just run away. It's like, oh, cool. okay, cool. We're out of range for this crocodile let's go do this somewhere else they start to fight it they're shooting it yada 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 um then mando comes in with his uh shitty naboo starfighter it's not the razor crest i love bring back the razor crest that's nah, what this season should be I, look i love the razor crest don't get me wrong the fucking naboo starfighter is sick it's it does fucking look pretty sleek awesome it is, look it's cool in a very like tokyo drift sort of way like yeah, it's like absolutely. modified full chrome. It has like another little bubble. <laughs> Is that bad? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just making this even better. <laughs> yeah, it's cool in like okay, a really rad, like really awesome fully sick kind of way. way but I don't know. <laughs> I would have rather 
a like a redone Ravercrest, which is a little bit scrappy, a little bit Mad Max esque. True. Okay? Don't give me your Tokyo Drift Starfighter. Give me my Mad Max Ravercrest. You had two seasons of that, bro. Yeah, exactly. Let yeah, your heroes they, die, Jesse. Let your heroes die. Oh, you, 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 <laughs> fuck. you fuck. <laughs> All right, well, he brings in his shiny ship and he just fucking guts his crocodile. <laughs> his crocodile, who was just minding his own business until people started doing cult activity on shoreline. Well, he was yeah. just hungry. He's just yeah, hungry. He, see, he ate like four um, four of these, these fools, armor and all. So It's a growing boy. He got it. He got to eat his wheat picks. Um, yeah. Then we see Pedro Mando goes in. He's like, "Hey, can I be one of you guys again?" They're like, "Nah, man. You took off your helmet. That's a big deal for us." He's like, mm. oh, right. "Well, you know, cool. I'll be back later on to prove myself. I'll go to I'll go to Mandalore. I'll wash myself in the living waters, the mines of Mandalore. Yep, which, mm-hmm. whatever that's going to be." Um, and then where where did we go from there? He went back to um, Navarro. Navarro, yeah. Yeah, he went back to Dave Navarro. Um, yep. Is that that's where he... Um, <laughs> John, that's you. Is that yeah. when he saw Carl Weathers? That's yes. right, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so he goes back to Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers hamming the fuck up during that scenery. Because he's, he's, he's so good in this. He's this loving show. it. He's great. He loves it. He's like, hey, do you want to live here now? Like, here's a plot of land. Like, this is what this show is now. Do you want to live here? <laughs> like, play Sims here? Build yourself he's, a little house? I'd watch he's, that. Yeah, he's gone from like fucking like bounty hunter, like bounty hunter quest giver to like high chancellor <laughs> of an independent trade route. And then it's like, I also like how he's trying to be cool about it. He's like, yeah, no, I'm just just a chancellor, just whatever. High chancellor, you can call me that if you want to. But when that droid comes, he's like, high chancellor. He's like, it's high chancellor. Chancellor, yeah. It's like, get it fucking right. Yeah. And there's little robots holding his cape. Oh my God, yes. there is too. There were some nice touches in there. We also get to see um, um, Grogu using his, his force powers a lot more confidently to spin that chair around, which I thought was quite cute, and then to eat a and, Skittle. Yep, I'm going to try skittle. one of these blue M&Ms. Um, and taste the rainbow. Yep. The, for these woke M&Ms, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Hey, Amen, brother. Don't have- <laughs> Nah, nothing, <laughs> no, none of that. Car, they dealt with Cara June last season. Um, Fuck it. No, ooh. sorry. Can we bring that up, though? Yeah. I fucking yeah, please. love <laughs> the <laughs> fact they got, they fucking poochied her, and it's they so poochied good. Her. It is so good. One line, fuck out of here. Like, that's what he gives me, a fuckhead. Yeah, because you can see that that's what they were going for. Like, they were going to build this, and that's what her, that series was going to be about. Like, set Navarro yeah. and her, like, having these, like, you know, rep- uh, you know, Commandos of the Republic or whatever, um, and yeah, like she ruined. <laughs> just like one line, fuck out of here. Let's move on. So I fucking lost my shit. It was so well, good. Well done. One of the most one of the redeeming qualities of this episode for me. Um, but we see that all happen, and he's like, "No, I got to go back to the Mandalore. I got to get in these waters because I'm in a cult." Um, and Carl was like, "Dude, you've, you know, you've you fought your battles. You've done well. You you deserve to rest." But you can see that how. How indoctrinated is he is to this uh, fringe religion of his? Then he realizes, hey, I need my Taika Waititi bot back. Which, why does he need him back so badly? Does he? I, did he literally just want a buddy? No. So I think it's because like he knows that Mandalore's like there's some sort of like people talk about being poisoned or something like that, and I think he needs someone to help him navigate 
the minds. So I, I'm, I'm assuming because it's going to be a, a similar situation maybe to like walking through the flame and being navigated through that. It needs like, I don't know, this is a stretch, but that's where I, that's, <laughs> that's the route I'm taking with it. Is it? But sorry, like that's why he needs a droid. Exactly. Yeah. It but why does he need IG-11? He exactly. does get another droid. Like there's so many cool droids he could get. I think, he's I think like he has a trusted him. And yeah. yeah, it's and Could that's the whole imagine? thing. Is he doesn't like he doesn't trust anyone. But like you know, if yeah. they're gonna bring these characters back, fuck it, let's go all in. They're just like, oh, there's another droid around here in these parts. And who, also, who, who knows how, who can get through that area? Used to have breathing problems, can actually breathe poison now. Um, but, but they are a little bit a little bit injured. General Grievous. Uh, <laughs> no, that would we've just no. been talking about how that's fuck such it. a bad Dive idea. Right you want a, you want a droid? He's the legs of Darth Maul. Here are his three, spider legs. Fuck you. Three planets and, a, and three planets. He's R two D two. He's back better than ever. Um, I think too because I think what they're trying to do here is be like, oh, I don't like going back to the whole thing of him not trusting droids in season one and things like that because they were responsible for killing his family. So like. That was the one droid that he trusted. So he's not going to trust any other droid. It's like, that's the one. Right. Because, yeah, like, it's, a, again, a stretch, but I think that's what they're going for. And they Man don't the do a dumb. great job of that. See, I forgot about that. I forgot that he didn't trust yeah. droids. Yeah. They didn't do a very good job of reminding anybody. Nope. If, if they... If they'd had a flashback, of, when he's, like, looking at the statue and a flashback or, like, or I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Um, or maybe just don't do it at all. But, like, it's, I think... Yeah, that's the that's the angle they're trying to take here. But so, like you mentioned, oh, sorry, there's there's a part with some pirates, because sure, oh. um, some pirates come and it's like, oh, we want to get drunk in this school, and he's like, no, it's a school. <laughs> what are you on about? Why do you have a gun? <laughs> Don't, yeah, because he's like literally like, let's have a drink elsewhere. No, I want to drink in this prep classroom. <laughs> And then they have like a wild west little shootout. It's like, oh. Because that was it, obviously they were the ones that like they they were the pirates that would frequent and that. That um, grief would give them bounties and things to go hunt and and all that sort of stuff and like because he they says just that didn't line get the about, memo. Yeah, they get the memo that Navarro is now like an independent trade route and is like <laughs> kind of gone clean now and turned its shit around and they just expected to go drink in a school because it was used to be their tavern that like no, they I, helped I, I pay mean, for. Like- I, again, again, mm. it's all big stretch, but like I see. I see the pieces. It's just not fitting. The pieces are clear. They're just dumb pieces in dumb places. The pe- I can tell where the pieces are laid out. Yeah, these, these troublemakers want to cause trouble. Okay, cool. Do they have any more dimension to them? No? Okay, cool. We're just going to shoot them? Okay, cool. And we'll let one get away. Sure. And he's like, well, we'll let him get away to spread the message. Just call someone, my guy. You can call people from, you know, from a different galaxy. Just be like, hey, pirates. Yo, we killed your dudes. Don't come back here. I see, I see your argument here, Jesse, and I, I raise you one seaweed captain. We will get Fucking to a. um to, to yes. Captain Kelp in a moment, okay? <laughs> captain Kelp. Captain Kelp, just Absolutely. thought of that, trademark pending. Kelp Kestis. <laughs> Kelp Kestis. Kelp Kestis. <laughs> Holy shit. That's the oh, ultimate yeah. outfit for Cal in Star Wars Sash Oh my god, yes. It's just like a fucking seaweed ghillie suit. It's like the old yes, Cod of War. Yeah. How of you? Yes. More sea-based themes um, and skins for games, please. Wow. Anyway, they have that fight, and then he's like, hey, I need my robot friend back. Um, we've hung his corpse up on a statue. Let's take <laughs> it off the statue, which is a very strange shot. And it's they take it in, into a little place, and because um, Pedro, or sorry, because Mando is incredible with all sorts of droids and technology, 
he starts like putting him back together. And he's like, it won't work. It will work. Now I just want to stop here for a moment because something that really bugs me in these sort of films, whenever they need to make a droid or robot or whatever work, that they like jump them with like a spark. So you get mm. to have all this like really complex, like minute little electrical details and components and little devices and stuff like that you put together. And then you just jump start them by like touching cables together. That always bugs me. It's stupid. Please stop doing that. Anyway, the, the top half of this robot comes to life. It remembers its old programming, which was to kill little, little baby Yoda. Uh, starts crawling along the ground. Eh, pretty cool. Uh, Mando misses every single shot, which was weird. Um, and then random robot butler drops a statue on it. And then Mando says something along the lines of, that's one way oh, to lose your head. Or God. some dumbass line. I, I didn't understand that. I was like, I literally was like taken aback when he said that. In my couch, I'm like, wait, did he actually say that? Like, wouldn't that, that, that make more sense thing. for babe, for Grogu to use the Force and crush it to show that hey, he's capable now, but maybe a little bit too capable to be because like, yes. that, that needs to be a, yeah. that needs to be part of the story. Like, he's been taught by Luke to get like he said he's more powerful, but the training wasn't finished, so yeah. he could m- still m- kind yeah. of go multiple ways. Much better idea, and then have grief cargo Carl Weathers say. That's one way to lose your head or whatever. He should have said it. Don't have Mando say it. Mando just fucking yeets Grogu to him. <laughs> just a little under the alley-oops, the alley-oops Grogu. <laughs> um, so yeah, that happened. And then he's like, all right, that didn't work. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put this robot um, in, in, in a wheelbarrow and take him to my ship and then fly away. Uh, when they're flying away, they find those pirates are waiting for him. There's a chase through an asteroid belt. It's one of the first big um, space chases we've seen in Mandalorian, I think. And here's where I want to bring up one of the things I, that I actually have an issue with with the episode. I'm, like, pretty okay with the rest of it, as dumb as it is, because it's got its Saturday morning cartoon vibes, and I, I, I it's fine. Like, I, I, I enjoy that kind of vibe. Um, you know, strange choices and all. Um, the thing I'm disappointed with is that Ludwig Goranson isn't doing all the music for the show anymore. And it's so noticeable in this, this particular fight scene because it feels lackluster. It feels too much like actual Star Wars. And that's not what the Mandalorian score was like. And it clashes really heavily. And even though they try and use the theme, like the Mandalorian theme, and they change the key of it slightly and make it like a Star Wars song and it just doesn't hit. And I, that's the thing that's disappointing me the most is I know that he's not doing all the music for, for this show now. Um, and that's a big disappointment for me because the fucking scores of season one and two are fantastic. That Mandalorian theme is so good. You hear that, and you're like, yeah, let's go. Oh, fucking, I'm in. Like, it gets you hyped. And then to hear like just like generic Star Wars score come in, and I was like, oh okay, uh, this is uh, over. What is actually a pretty cool fight scene? It's like uh, like well, like I was gonna dog say fight. it was a generic score or a generic fight scene because look, look it's, it looked cool it's, for the small screen, but okay, cool dog fight in, in an asteroid field. Okay, guys, I get it. It's fine. I don't want to blow seen. their load in episode one of this season. Like, no, but you don't don't even have to have it. Like it's just it's, yeah. it's been done to death, so why do it? Just have 
what anything I, else I've just I've I seen. I think this. it's I think it's because we haven't really seen Mando use that Naboo Starfighter. Like mm. I don't even in want combat to, as much. He should drag. Oh, I do. I do. It's fucking. I I will die on this hill. The fucking Naboo Starfighter looks sick. Like um, I, yeah, I mean, I he think, lives his life a quarter yeah. parsec at a time. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Fucking. It's all about family. Him and Grogu. Um, and. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really like the, the the scene. It, yeah, it might be like pretty generic, but it like gave me some like some Top Gun vibes at some points. Like when he pops up behind them, like I love that shit. I was like, this is I great. actually didn't mind when that happened. And like a musical cue whenever he popped out, that he like went back. And it, it yep. was look okay. I'm gonna give it credit. I'm gonna change my mind a little bit here. It was kind of nice in that second half of that whole fight sequence that we saw it from like the villain's point of view. Mm-hmm. We didn't see Mando zipping between asteroids. He was just ever present, which is kind of cool. Anyway, he was a ghost. Yeah, exactly. We get to the end point, and the guy, the main pirate's like, "Huh, I tricked you. I led you to the mothership, Captain Kelp. Your boy's here." It's like, "Oh, we got, we got four guns in this ship. Well, you're, you're done, fella." <laughs> and then Vander's like, "Nah, dog," and he flies away. <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> Although, look, he does teach. He jumps to um, hyperspace as well. Like to he does teach um, uh, Grogu the ways of the Mandalore. And he's like, we just don't fuck with pirates. They're dicks. They smell like seaweed. Fuck off. Um, anyway, yeah. He he light speeds away. Kind of quite a nice sequence in, in the light speed vortex. Where we Greasy see um, sequence. We see Baby Yoda looking at the window and he sees these like space whales, which are Wizards or something. Yeah, they were a big part of Clone Wars, I want to say, on the, the later season. Um okay. Uh, they looked really cool. This this is a, this was a very very cool scene, and just him seeing them and just being like, "This isn't the craziest thing I've seen." And it just made him it made him tired. It was like relaxing, and then he goes and yeah, snuggles like, up with me. That was cute. I liked that. Yeah, re- that was a great Mandalorian scene. Just a classic, uh let's snuggle up to dad" type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, then he goes and visits um, Bo Katan, and she's sitting on the on a chair, and she's like, "Oh." My my team, my squad, my squad left me because you have the dark saber. I'm not going to ask for it back. I'm not going to challenge you. I'm just going to be emo on this chair. I've been sitting here for weeks, yeah, waiting, waiting for you to get here. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, what is she doing? Like, it's just she literally just, just chilling, bro. Just <laughs> chilling. Yeah, she's miserable. And then she's <laughs> That's like, what I do when I'm time. miserable. I sit with my legs spread like in a chair like that, and I lean up against the poor, edge of it. Poor Katie Sackoff. She just was. She'll have something to do later, hopefully. Oh, I think she's gonna be a big part of the season. This is just a yeah. bizarre, bizarre scene because yep. her character, like Brokatan's meant to be quite um, determined. So you would think that, okay, cool. Her crew left her because she doesn't have the dark saber anymore. She's not gonna mope. She's gonna do something else, or she's gonna realize, okay, the only way I can get the dark saber back is to challenge challenge um, Mando. How am I gonna go about that? Do I need to start a new team? Yada yada. Because yada. I think. I think too that she knows that if she challenges um, uh, Din to the, to a fight, he's not going to want to fight her. He's just going to try and give her the saber, and that's not how it works. Yeah. You can't just give it to someone; you have to win it in combat. So she knows she has to fight him. She knows that like she might not be able to beat him, and that mm. also like she probably doesn't really want to fight him, and he probably doesn't want to fight her. So he'll probably just try and run away. I guess. But like, I have know. more of that in the conversation. She was yeah. literally just having a sock. Yeah, she was. I'm absolutely. sad. I want the dick saber. Fuck, bro. If you, uh, if you love him so much, you go lead him. 
If you yeah, like it so yeah. much, why don't you marry the dark saber? You know what I mean? And Which, then the episode ends. So the whole the whole episode yeah. was literally setting the table for the rest of the season. Yeah, of course. However, it made these massive skips that most people won't be aware of because not not many people watched Book of Boba Fett. Even less people finished it. So anyone who skipped out on that is not going to have any idea of why these two were back together. Really? Which essentially just, ruins the growth of season one and two, which really, really annoys me. If you were interested in watching Mandalorian, uh, it's I'm not going to say you should know, but like you should have heard general- the dis- you should have heard the discourse by saying of people just being like, "Hey, you should probably watch these two episodes in particular because I, you don't have to worry about the rest of the show." Not these two episodes is as chron- uh, like of course no. as us, like you, you, no, your general right. fan isn't going to see right. this. You're right, a hundred percent, and it's I, it is a big misstep. But it's, it's this whole know. Disney thing of like, oh, surely everyone watches all of the components of our shows. Mm. Surely yeah. they watch Loki. Surely they watch What If. Surely they watch Book of Fucking Boba Fucking Fat. Like, what are you talking I, about? Let, I was about to me, drop off. Let me sleep. Let me die. The thing was, I Disney, was about to drop please, off. Like, but sleep. I watched. I watched two episodes of Book of Boba Fett, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, okay. And it wasn't until our friend of the show, Broad Gordes. Was like, you should. He's like, where did you get up to? I was like, I watched the first two episodes. He's like, you should watch episode, skip episode three, watch four and five, and you're fine. And I did that. And I was like, oh, I missed nothing. Like, and then I watched the end, the rest of the series from there. I cut out an entire yes. episode and I didn't miss anything about Boba Fett. Um, that's we are that's, living. To be fair, some something to said about that style of doing things. I me, I'm the perfect example of this because I was never going to watch Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Until I found out that the Mandalorian was in it. Yep. Mandalorian And then I said, okay, I'll watch it. And then I watched it. And we it was, live it was, in a post-Andor world. Andor is a Star Wars show that looks at you, asks you if you've seen Star Wars before, and then calls you a nerd. It's like, yes, we're in the Star Wars universe. We wish we weren't. <laughs> okay? We're doing with this what we, what we must. And Andor was perfect. Andor I is- I need to watch that, hey. Oh, yeah. Dude, I need to finish, I, I need to finish watching it too. Time. I will say, when I, I started Andor twice, I watched the first episode, I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't get into this. It seems like a bit of a slog. Blocks it's dialogue-heavy, heavy, and the, the, the audio mixing wasn't great. I couldn't really hear all the dialogue. It may be my favorite Star Wars property, uh, which is a big call, because I, I, I am a, I'm a Star Wars fan. Let's get into that, actually. I'm Star Guys, I'm so tired. I'm, I I have, I'm so Disney fatigued right now um, with the whole Marvel stuff, which we went on about when we spoke about uh, Quantumania a few episodes ago. If you want to check out that episode, it's on Spotify and iTunes, go check it out. And all good podcasting platforms, even some of the bad ones. But I'm finding myself the same with, with Mando. Any other Star Wars property, I will watch the day it comes out. I'm excited for it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. This one I watched today. Because we're going to talk about it. This felt like a chore. And I think it could be because of the fact that the the weird little twist that they put into the end of Boba Fett really did ruin the momentum of what was quite, uh, you know, endearing relationship with um, Grogu and, Ma- and Mando. It just ruined every part of that for me. But I, I don't know. Are you guys feeling tired with Star Wars as it is right now? I mean, yes. Like, yeah, I'm tired of, the thing I'm tired of is, like, 
people getting on their high horse and trying to Zack Snyder, Snyderverse fans this shit with Star Wars and try and take ownership of it. I'm sick of that, really sick of that. And then because of that, we do get things like the end of season two of Mandalorian where we have to bring Luke Skywalker into it to make people care. So that's the thing I have an issue with. It's like this, this universe, this like, a long time in a galaxy far, far away. It's three planets and one family. Like it really is. Yeah. And and that's the thing that bums me out the most. Even people um, who aren't part of the family say they're part of the fucking family. Exactly. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Fucking, <laughs> the one time this franchise took a risk and did something different, it was absolutely destroyed online. Look, and look. Last Jedi has flaws in it. I there is no doubt it has flaws in it, as all Star Wars films do. If you watch any Star Wars film under a critical lens, they're very flawed films. They're very it's a dumb, hell of a movie. stupid space operas. But Last Jedi did something a, a little bit different, and people were not ready for it. I have this thing where a lot of the people who were mad about the Last Jedi were relatively young, and they spoke about the the original trilogy. They weren't alive when the original trilogy came out, okay? So they only know it via, you know, they watched it, would have watched it, you know, their parents would have showed it to them, whatever, they would have been a bit older. But they would have known Star Wars plays within the geek culture zeitgeist, and it is top-ranked. Therefore, mm-hmm. I think people feel like it needs to be protected. It is flawless. You cannot touch this. It is without reproach. Don't say anything bad about it. But when you look at the original trilogy, they're great films. They're fun. But they're dumb, and if you if you put the same lens that people are so happy to put over uh, Last Jedi over those, they yep. crumple. They absolutely fall apart. Two of absolutely. them are the same film. One of them is part four. Like <laughs> that was what, they literally made the Death Star two. Yeah, yeah. You, you make that jokes is- about that now to to say that's a bad movie. That's a bad movie joke. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, they they are, yeah. like they. There was a whole race of creatures in there that don't even get named in the film that were made to sell toys. These movies came out to sell toys, as a lot of things did back, back in the day. Absolutely. 100%. I, I think it, it, is, it is protected by people who think that they are the gatekeepers, unfortunately, mm-hmm. of this property, but they don't know what it was when it first came out. They just know it, its place, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm glad. So we, we all liked Last Jedi, right? Oh fuck it! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I loved the last Jedi because it was, it was, it was so refreshing. After like, the Force Awakens was great because it was a moment in time where we hadn't had anything from Star Wars, and we had anything relatively good from Star Wars, depending on your point of view on the prequel trilogy. Um, for a long time, so people were pumped, and it, it was like, it was like a, hey, here's all the things you love about Star Wars. We're just going to reintroduce that to you after all these years with a little nice shiny painted coat on it. And it was great. And then to go into The Last Jedi and for them to do something completely different and go, actually, maybe we should. And it's almost not black like, and white. like it shouldn't be. It's yeah. And take a step back and also look at like maybe the, the fans of it and just be like, hey, okay, there are, there are shades of gray and everything, you know? Um, was fucking awesome. It was great. And it was really, really cool. And then for them to just be cowards with it and be too scared to commit to to actually, you know, finishing out with something completely different and new and, and fun and put the universe in a nice place and put a nice cap on the end of the Skywalker saga. And I would have been like, cool, that's great. 
this is the Skywalker saga. We got a nice end to it. We got like, like, because Luke is a broken man in the it, Last Jedi. Thank you. He's a people broken have man. To use a character from a broken series, people have pickle ricked Luke Skywalker. Yep. When people uh, are yeah. like, oh, pickle Rick, what a cool guy. It's like, no, the whole point of that character is to show how broken Rick's become in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, it, 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 it's meant to be sad, and he's hiding it behind this whole, like, oh, look how zany I am. I'm miserable behind this, though. Mm hmm. Everyone grows up wanting to be Luke Skywalker, so everyone builds him up as a hero. He's un he's yep. unfallible, but he's a, he's a deeply broken person who's had known nothing but loss. Yep. Him actually at the end of that film willingly sacrificing himself is a really beautiful ending for the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, him recognizing his own failures and realizing that he's maybe do more harm than good, and he needs to protect those who can do good. Is, yeah. is so it it it's great, oh, and there's some th nerd fucking nerds online. Everyone's like, eh, he's oh, drinking the milk. Dude. He's great. He looks like a gross idiot." And it's like, no, he's <laughs> been living in solitude for fucking a gazillion years. They should have after... and had him suck that teat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just get Float down and suck the, the teat. Suck the teat. Suck the teat. Hashtag suck. The yeah. fuck release the Snyder cut. Yeah. Hashtag, Hashtag suck the teat. Yeah. The teat cut. Teat cut, baby. And you know what happens when, when a studio um, gets bombarded with hate mail and death threats and stuff like that? Um, and they, they end up having to kind of curtail to the villains in this case. Yeah, um, buckle. I mean, this WB came out and said, you know, they regret releasing the Snyder cut. No, be die. Because they, le they like. let the loudest and worst parts yep. of the fandom win. Who are still, and who are still they trying to, more. like, yeah, they're trying to. They're calling for like fucking James Gunn's head. Right they want now. James Gunn's and head. It's, it's the same thing. We had it after um after Endgame when there were petitions going around to bring Tony Stark back. So guys, we don't own these stories. We are we yeah. are we watch them. We are witnesses to these stories. If you You're don't supposed like them, to be look away. Oh, You're meant is, to be challenged the, at times. It's all people whose parents didn't teach them how to regulate their emotions because they're all terrified. They're like. No, my character who I love so much is dead. That happens. Yep. That guess happens. And you're allowed to be sad die. about it. Yeah. Guess Let what? You're die. Your parents are going to die. Your family's yeah. going to die. Like, it's going to fucking happen. That's a story it's mode supposed promise. To make you, it's supposed to make you feel sad, and you're supposed to feel angry. And But it's okay. You don't know where to put that anger. But do not put it on the people who wrote the story. Jeez, That's not- Love a fuck. Jeez. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's frustrating. And- yeah, so like I guess in that aspect, I am tired of that, um, and I am also tired. I think maybe in the frequency that we're getting these projects, I think them sort of saying, I, I mean, in terms of Marvel, like Kevin Feige coming out saying, at least with the Disney Plus shows, we're gonna just pump the brakes a little bit. I think that's a great, that's a fantastic yeah. idea. I think because I think the idea of we need to go back to make these the thing that made these properties special was the scarcity of them if that makes sense, especially with Star Wars, because like there was such a big gap between, between, you know, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and then between the prequel trilogy and then the, uh, the sequel, sequel trilogy. And like we had bits and pieces in there as well. Um, some of which are still canon, some of which have been sort of like jettisoned off into the sun. Um, but yeah, I, I think there th were, there were, there was a scarcity around it. So when something, like that was happening. I remember 
I remember like watching that trailer for The Force Awakens and that really, it was one of the first trailers that did like the slow piano version of like the main theme of something and it yeah. just fucking hit so hard. I watched that at work. There was about oh. five or six of us gathered around my PC. We watched it and all of us had tears in our eyes. Yep. Absolutely. Like, that got me so And yet it was that slow down version. It looked amazing. And look, I actually love The Force Awakens because I felt like a me too. I felt like a fucking child watching that at midnight. That was And that's fun. what was, that, that was, was, that was supposed the last to be. truly fun cinema experience that I had. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm looking at this right now, and the Star Wars The Force Awakens official trailer has 109 million views. And it's also probably the is, reason they took away the downvotes as well. Yeah, true. But yeah. it um it has an uh, just an insane, yeah, and the official teaser has eighty million. I remember that day, like like social media melted down, and everyone was, yep, yep. everyone was overjoyed with this trailer, except for large groups of racists and sexists. But fuck them. But yes, people yeah. were overjoyed with what we were seeing. We got just these new heroes and stuff like that. God damn it! Just sorry, just, just also just go back to the part where you mentioned the, the scarcity of Star Wars. Yeah. This is the um, roster for this year alone, 2023. With Mandalorian Season 3, on May 4th, because, hey, they got a sense of humor about him, winning Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Visions was okay. I watched a few of them. I need they to go were- back and watch it. Um, but I'm excited for this one. I think this season's going to have one from Ardman, as in, like, the Wallace and Gromit people, yes. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. a stop motion one. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm like, I'm up for that. Fuck yes. That sounds awesome. On the same day, we have Young Jedi Adventures, which is animated. This year, we also get Ahsoka season one and Skeleton Crew season one. What's yeah, Skeleton please. Crew? Stop. And the worst part That's of this is- Jude Law one. I don't know what, what off, the, off these, what can I skip? I don't know. You can skip but, Young Jedi Adventures. Yeah, Young Jedi Adventures. I feel like that's going to be. <laughs> you never young, know. I mean, younger... these, these fucking space whales are in this episode were in Clone Wars or something. Like, what else do I need to watch? Because yeah, the thing about being thing. told about what you need to watch. So, say for example, with um, with uh, oh, fuck, uh Book of Bilbo Baggins or whatever the fuck we're talking about. Yes, Book of Boba yeah, Fett. That's the one. Is when you're told, "Hey, you need to go watch this." You're being spoiled. That's a spoil to me. Mm. That's a spoiler. Hey, go watch this because something dramatic happening with um with Mando happens and Mando, Mando and Grogu happens in it. So, okay, True. cool. So now you go into it and you watch it, knowing that's going to happen. Uh, am, are we watching it as a chore? Are we are we feeling like we owe yeah. Disney? It's busy work. Yeah, it is, and I, I'm I'm busy enough. Sorry, True. I mean, like, yeah, but really, I, I, the Book of Boba Fett one is a little is, is fairly egregious. I will give it that. But like the space whales in Clone Wars, uh, it's fine. Uh, I'm, less, I'm, just, I'm talking about Disney as a whole because I mean we also spoke about this with Quantumania. Like you had to, have, didn't have to watch, but if you would have been uh, better watching Loki at least, and then going into watch Quantumania, you kind of had to watch One Division to understand Multiverse of Madness. You had to watch the Tobey Maguire films and the Andrew Garfield films to get uh, <laughs> No Way Home. Like guys, I stopped doing fucking homework in Year Twelve. Stop giving me more. I'm paying to watch these things. Just, I'm dumb. Let me watch. <laughs> let me watch. The beauty about the, the original trilogy of Star Wars and the, and the prequel trilogy is you can watch them apart. You don't need to ha- have knowledge of the other to get what's happening. It enhances it. It enhances it, right, but you, you can to. watch them. Like, they are relatively standalone. They've got their own arcs. These shows and stuff don't anymore. 
And maybe it's just because I'm getting older and like you said, you know, you get busy. You can you can only absorb so much media nowadays. I, I'm finding it just really tedious. And knowing that I can't absorb it all, I'm not going to absorb any. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I bounced right off this year. That's fair. fair I, I, I've bounced off Star Wars a little bit. The Mandalorian is the exception to the rule just because, uh, again, it's Pedro Pascal. And I just, I love, I love that motherfucker so much. He's so great. Um, and so I'll, I'll watch yeah, exactly. At, fuck yeah, friend of the show. Um, We're going to bring him on to read Thirst tweets. But, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I just, it goes back to that whole Marvel thing. The Marvel side of things, which is what I said when we talked about Ant-Man Quantumania, um, is that it's, they're my stories. I will watch them no matter, like, how convoluted and fucked up it's, it, it, all, it all is. I will watch those because I'm invested. I have been invested. I'm. I would never go to someone and say, "Oh, you should." If they've never seen a more than three or four Marvel movies, I'd be like, "Oh, you should go back and watch them all." Am I going to make my son watch them all when he's old enough to like understand and and recognize them? Yep. Going to see how far we can get through from those those movies and properties. But you know, like, I would never just say, "Be like, oh, you got to go back, got to go back to fucking Ant Man and to Iron Man and start from there." Like. But at this rate, you're gonna you're gonna be sitting with them and be like, okay, cool. Now we have to watch the second season of Miss Marvel in order to understand this part of Black Widow. And this part of Black Widow actually links right back to surprisingly one of the comics that you haven't read. Plus, one of these characters was revealed in Fortnite, so we're gonna play that. We're gonna watch that on YouTube. YouTube doesn't exist <laughs> don't you, anymore. Don't you fucking bring that. that. Do not bring up that. revealing things from popular franchises in Fortnite because if you wanna fucking talk about that, fuck you, Star Wars. Somehow fuck he you. returned. The dead speak. Uh, yeah, it was in Fortnite. He was talking about it. Sorry, what? The major plot point of this movie was revealed in Fortnite. Yeah, so we got Carl from Planet Chug Jug. Planet Chug Jug. It's my kind um, of planet, baby. Look, look, Hell I, yeah, I, brother. I, <laughs> I, I agree that there's there is fatigue with all of this sort of stuff going on. It, there is, there is. It's undeniable. I'm not going to try and stand here and defend against it, but. I am those suckers who will line up and go and see all the Marvel shit. But with Star Wars, like Rise of Skywalker, I've never had such a like a visceral reaction to a film of something that I was very excited for. I don't think ever. Like I've I remember people in my life and felt loud. Wow. Yep. I did watching Star Wars and Rise of Skywalker. Yep. I, I remember walking out of it just being like, I hated that. Like that was a oh. bad movie. It was such a disgrace. And I was surrounded by people that I went and saw it with that were like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I love this bit. And I was like, but <laughs> I remember rolling my eyes at least three times in the cinema and just being like, at least three. There was Have probably you guys more. Have watched it since? Nah. nah. I was in anguish. I was in despair watching that film. The, the moment that triggered it for me was when I thought they killed Chewbacca and I was like, finally, some sense of like courage in this movie. Yep. yep. And the next scene is fine. This show was a different ship. But oh, okay, sweet. I was killing they, myself. They did get one thing right <laughs> in that movie, and it's Babu Frick. And Who, I will fucking defend. Who's I will back defend Bar- in Mando? And they have the the race has a name now, and I'm like, fuck yeah, Babu <laughs> Frick's Zellium. back. And Zellum. Um, I fucking love. I love that little prick. He's so funny. Babu Frick's great. Also, he's the best. Little and Zellum. <laughs> It's him so good. Interacting with, with Grogu was very good. Oh, 
was so very good. <laughs> Grogu gonna get off me. No, sorry, he's little. No, no, stop, stop squeezy, stop squeezy. <laughs> no squeezy. So funny. I, I love oh those God. things. I want those things to grow up and turn into um oh, what's the the blue man from Phantom Menace? Annie. <laughs> um up uh, fucking Watto. Yeah, I want Watto. Like I want them to evolve into Watto. <laughs> like they they make little cocoons and they come out a little uh, blue winged butterfly. <laughs> this is Annie. how they get you, man. This is how the Star Wars pulls you in. The big little dude. I love it. That was that was the one thing about Rise of Skywalker that I loved and will defend to the ends of the earth is Babu Freak. <laughs> that everything else into the bin. That and there was a pretty cool fight between Ray and Kylo um, yeah. along the ocean. That was yes. pretty rad. Yep. There was some great Because it did a cool location for well. a lightsaber fight. There Scotland, were some great action set pieces in it. For sure. There were some great action set pieces, but like just I just I forgot that Chewbacca part too, you said it, and I'm so upset. Oh, right now. It ruined that me. Yep. Yeah. Was fucked. It's so mm, it was Because can I I'll just I'll I'll rant out of it one more second and then we could we can round off that section of the movie. But it's is such a perfect it would be so good because she's she's struggling with her anger and obviously she lets her little palpatine tantrum happen and she lightnings the ship and it blows up and then she's oh my god she's killed one of her greatest friends because she doesn't know how to control her anger mm-hmm. and that's something that she can grow and work on over the film oh, he's fine he's fine don't worry about it they could have done so much with that yeah like, Chill out. And don't, even don't if they want to do a full fan service like she kills him and then she wants to bring him back and then she hears a voice saying have I told you the story of Darth Plagueis so why <laughs> like <laughs> okay fucking let's let's let, Let's do it. Who gives it's, a shit anymore? It is the perfect example of like what happened with the discourse around the Last Jedi and why we got the Rise of Skywalker. It is like yeah. we are too scared to offend our fan base too much. I'm not is, having an argument, so we can't commit to we can't commit to anything serious like this. So nothing has any consequence. There was a guy I used to work with um, when Last um, Jedi came out, and he hated the film. He hated it for certain reasons mm-hmm. um whenever you pushed him enough and you asked the question it would kind of unravel quite quickly but i remember he was talking about in that the throne room fight scene arguably one of the coolest scenes in star wars canon fucking awesome he's talking about fucking it. he's like oh, i watched a breakdown of it they went scene by scene and it wasn't all in order i'm like i want to <laughs> fucking strangle you do you know how films are made like <laughs> It's not. It's it's shock. You go back. If you pull you know this scene, you'll find that Ray's a woman. But yeah, you're like you can go back to a lot of movies that that I bet that person loves to death and be oh. like, oh, if you break this scene now, actually, um, yep. he starts over on and five meters from the wall, and then in this next shot, he's actually only three point five meters from the wall. It's, it, it was yeah, it's, that sort of shit. And so, yeah. anyway, exactly. When it drops the lightsaber behind, oh man, that so fucking, fucking cool. so hot. And you actually get to so see some awesome. people with like new weapons because I'm sick of I'm sick yeah. of lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. And Snoke gets got, and nah. it makes sense for him to get got like that. Like nah. he's cocky, and it's I, like you turn it towards your enemy. Ah, oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm you still pretty, I still get pretty excited by lightsabers. I'm not gonna lie. Take that oh, how, yeah. you, how you will. I fucking. This, I don't think that'll get old. Just lightsabers everywhere, please. Um. Nice. nice. Yeah. Get it, brother. Nice. Yep. 
That was it. Like a castle save it now. Oh, man. All right. Oh, man. Um, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Before um, Joel air wanks more lightsabers into his mouth. Mm. He's taking him. Dear listener. Oh, he's doing the graphic. Doing him again. Oh. <laughs> this guy walking in the Ryzen. Oh, he's stuck in a box now. Holy shit. Oh, a fourth box. Um, <laughs> Something's awakening. <laughs> it sure is. Awakened a long time ago. Don't worry. Mm. I was going to say, make a joke Amen. of like, there were ghosts, so there were phantom men. Uh, men, uh, men asses. <laughs> men asses, yes. That worked. Yeah. Attack of the Bones. Um, now, if you want to hear more yeah. great puns and wordplay like that, uh, you can catch other episodes of the Story Mode podcast, formerly known as Story Mode, a video game podcast, over on Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcasting platforms. While you're there, make sure you check out our more video game-centric show hosted by the lovely Joel and the just as lovely Kyra Morrison over on Dialogue Options. Give them a like, give them a subscription, a review. Give us all likes, subscriptions, reviews, follows, all that type of stuff that keeps our egos in check. We are fragile little boys and we need love. Um, you can catch us over on your socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at AUS. Give us a follow. You can also follow us independently over on the socials. I'm at Jesse Spanner. Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolie Mac. And Felix. At Nichols underscore Felix. Come give us a follow. Tell us what you think about Star Wars. What did you think of The Last Jedi? Open up that can of worms, won't we? Also, while no, you're there. don't tweet that at me, actually. Check out, Please don't tweet that at me. Check out my retweets. I was recently on an episode of, uh, of More Than Hentai. A, a 8-bit hey. podcast with our good friend Brendan White where I got to, to speak about um, trying to fall in love with anime again via a little show called Chainsaw Man. So I shared my thoughts on there. There may be a few more Story Mode alumni on that show in the future but make sure you go support that. It's, it's a really, really fun show so go give that some love. But with that, hope you had fun. Hope you're enjoying your Mandos. I hope you're enjoying your Cocaine Bears. But we're going to wrap this one up. So stay safe. Catch you next time. Bye. So long. A little bit of time. Oh, I need to stop licking the microphone. Oh.